Girlfriends, episode number 177, Sharing Your Faith with Others. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, I am sharing a recent show that I did live on Facebook, so it gives us a little bit of a different feel for the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Girlfriends Podcast. If you're not familiar with the Girlfriends Podcast, let me introduce myself. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and my tagline here at the podcast is, I like to help moms. I like to help women know their worth as women so they can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. And that's truly what I'm all about here at Girlfriends. So if you're not already a listener or subscriber to the Girlfriends podcast, I want to welcome you. I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for checking it out here in this special live episode here tonight on Ascension's page. And um, just I want to invite you to become a subscribing member of the Girlfriends podcast community. It really is a podcast by women and for women. Um, For sure, we have guys who are listening too, but for the most part, we're a community of women who are supporting and encouraging each other in our unique vocation as women inside of the Catholic Church. So the kinds of topics we take on on Girlfriends vary from everything from health and wellness and fitness and nutrition to parenting and marriage and um, supporting your own faith life. Hi, Michelle. Michelle's joining us live. I have to give a shout out to my friend, Michelle Cochran, who um, had the idea for us recording this live episode of Girlfriends. She's been a listener of Girlfriends. She's been a faithful follower for a long time now. I really appreciate you, Michelle. And um, she had the idea to record a live episode. And I thought it was a great idea, and I was glad Ascension went for it. So um, so this is our very first live episode of the Girlfriends Podcast, and I'm happy to be sharing with you here on Facebook. So like I was saying, um, if you're not familiar with the Girlfriends Podcast, I want to invite you to check it out. You can check out the links at ascensionpress.com. You can click the uh, link to podcasts, and Girlfriends is right there, one of the um, Ascension podcasts there. Hi, Pauline. Hi, Margaret. Glad you're joining us. Glad you can be here tonight. Um, so you can go to Ascension and you can find all the past episodes of Girlfriends. This is, let me check my notes here. This is episode number 177. So there's a lot in the archives you can go back and check out for sure. So if you've missed some episodes of Girlfriends, make sure you won't miss any future ones by hitting that subscribe button when you go into iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. So Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of our audience here tonight, recording our first ever live episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. For those of you who are just joining, I'm seeing there are a number of new people who are just joining now. I'm Danielle Bean, and I'm host of the Girlfriends Podcast. I've been recording the Girlfriends Podcast for about two and a half years now, and um, this is episode number 177. So at the Girlfriends Podcast, we talk about everything related to faith and family. I'm a wife and a mom. So Everything we talk about is stuff that I'm interested in, so I'm always coming at it from a Catholic perspective, of course, because that's part of who I am. Um, So I want to invite you to become a part of the Girlfriends podcast or consider checking it out wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts. And for those of you who are like, 
I can do Facebook. I don't understand podcasts. I understand. I know there are a lot of people who have that kind of mental block about podcasts. Hi, Marie. Glad you're here. Um, And that's fine. You don't even have to go and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or any of those things. You can always just listen to the podcast right there on the page at ascensionpress.com. If you can go to a website and click play, you can listen to a podcast, okay? No excuses. <laughs> so please check out the Girlfriends podcast if you're not already familiar with it. I see some familiar faces here in the listeners um, to this live episode. Glad that you guys are here. Claudia, John Louise, Elizabeth, glad to see you guys here. Thanks for coming for this important topic. So for this live episode, we decided to take on this topic because this is something that people talk about all the time. I hear people ask about sharing their faith with non-believing family members and friends, but family especially, I think, can be challenging. Um, With people who don't share your faith, how do you talk about your faith with people that you love, people who are part of your family, people maybe even who raised you that don't share that faith with you? It sometimes is a real source of conflict. Hi, ladies, Natalie, Susan, Sandy, glad that you guys are here. Thanks for joining us for this special live episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Glad that you're here. So we're going to talk about this important topic tonight, and I hope you'll chime in in the comments with some of your own questions, some of your own thoughts, some of your own comments. Um, some of the ways that maybe you have handled this, but I've got, I, I wrote down a few notes here. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six brief points that I'm going to share on this topic of sharing your faith with people who don't yet share your faith. How do you talk about your faith with people who don't already practice that same faith with you? And we've got Patricia Hefner, but it, Patricia, Patricia's saying, hi, I'm an old Catholic deacon, so it must be Patricia's better half is logging on <laughs> under her Facebook profile there. Welcome, deacon. We're glad you're here. And Carmela, glad you're here, too. Thanks for joining us for this special live episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Glad you're able to be here. So let's get started. Let's talk about this topic. How do you discuss your faith? Sometimes such a tricky topic and sometimes a great source of conflict, which is sad because We want to share our faith because it's such an important and vibrant part of who we are and how we approach the world, maybe how we're raising our children, how we're living out our marriages, how we approach our friendships, how we approach our family relationships. And yet, sometimes it's a stumbling block inside of those very relationships that we care so very much about. Sometimes it becomes a source of conflict if others, especially family members, don't share that faith with us. Or as I heard from some people as I was advertising this topic the last couple of weeks, um, sometimes people are even critical in ways that are very hurtful um, of our faith or the ways in which we're living out our faith. So let's let's talk about that. So my first tip that I want to share with you, I told you I have six different points that I'm going to share here tonight. Are um, The first one I want to say is show, don't tell. So what does this mean? I want to say when it comes to sharing your faith, as much as you possibly can, make your faith sharing about living out your faith authentically rather than telling other people about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Rather than a lecture or um, you know, going to people and trying to you know, actually verbally teach them the truths of the faith, sometimes we do this because 
we're so excited, and it's such a source of blessing in our lives. Hi, Don. Glad you're here. Glad you're joining us, Don, here live on this first ever live episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Um, so talking about this idea of showing rather than telling, what does that mean? So think about in your life somebody um, you know, who might have attempted to change your mind about something by talking you to death about it. I mean, how likely were you to change your mind or to be open, even if, you know, even if it might even be a very good and attractive thing they're talking to you about? There's some part of us that kind of shuts down when we feel like we're getting lectured at, when we feel like we're getting talked to. And yet it's so powerful if you have someone in your life who's setting a positive example. If you have somebody in your life who's living out their faith in a way that looks attractive to you, if they're joyful, if they're generous, if they're kind, if they're compassionate, if you see them spending their time on good things, giving of themselves to others in their community, inside of their families, if they're raising good kids. Not that you have to do these things perfectly, of course. It's a struggle, right? We're still on this side of heaven. We're going to mess things up. But just keeping in mind that it's really more powerful to show people the beauty of our faith. And talk about it less. Don't be feeling like you have to have some perfect homily prepared for your Aunt Beatrice at the Thanksgiving dinner table. You don't. All you can do is share the way in which you're living out your life. And sure, be open to their questions if they have questions. Um, but I think sometimes we get kind of wrapped up in this idea like we need to be teaching other people things. We need to be telling them. Because we have these beautiful truths in our church. And I understand that motivation because I've experienced it too. Like, this is amazing. Everybody needs to know these amazing truths about our church, these amazing teachings in our church, this this amazing way to live out your Catholic faith, Right. And we want to tell other people about it. But sometimes it's a lot more effective to go to other people and just be open to sharing your life a little bit with them, letting them see how you're living out your faith, showing them rather than telling them. Uh, really, if you're, if you're struggling with that, think about a time in your life when somebody did show you rather than tell you, how much more attractive that was to you. And, and maybe it's a pride thing. Maybe we just don't like getting talked at. And it kind of turns us off. But whatever it is, work with human nature there. Don't try to ram stuff down people's throats. Just show them the way you're living out your life. Be a good example of Christian virtue lived out in your marriage, in your work at your workplace, rather than trying to engage other people in discussions about the faith, which may or may not be effective, may or may not be appropriate, show them. Be an authentic example of your Catholic faith lived out. And that's such a powerful, positive force for the good. And that can speak volumes to other people. Michelle is sharing such a good point. I'm much more likely to be influenced by someone humbly living something rather than preaching. Isn't that the truth? I think that's just the way we approach, we approach life. We don't want to get lectured at. We don't want to get talked at. We don't want to get told all the things that we're doing that are wrong, right? But how much more attractive is it when you see somebody living something out and you think, oh, they seem pretty happy. Uh, you know, that looks like a, a really positive thing in their lives. Like maybe I want to know a little bit more about that. Aim to be that kind of person. Aim to be that kind of example to other people. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, sometimes you never get to see the fruit of your own good example. You never get to see. <laughs> We're like Moses in the promised land, right? Sometimes you don't get to know the ways in which you might have influenced other people. And I know this because of different points in my life where 
um, you know, just I happened to find out, you know, running into someone years later or whatever it is. And they mentioned, you know, that thing that you said, you know, that day at that, you know, I, I wish I could have the exact example, but I know it's happened to me multiple times where somebody says, you mentioned this to me or, um, and I, I know that I've seen people quietly witnessing to their faith just by living out their lives. And I've been inspired by it. I don't go and tell them that all the time. We probably should. But, you know, so you don't know. You don't always have the gratification of knowing the ways in which your positive example has served as a force for the good inside of Christ's church. That's just the way it works. But be open to being that example. Be focused on being that example rather than trying to lecture people, which sometimes comes from a source of pride on our part. So being careful that we're always approaching other people humbly and just working to be that example of the faith authentically lived out that will be a, a positive, attractive force for the good. Work on being that. Okay. So the next one, which is related, the next tip that I want to share for discussing your Catholic faith with family and friends, other people who don't share your faith, um, is to pray. Pray about it. Pray to have the grace to share your faith in the way that they're ready to hear it. God knows what they need. God knows how um, they, they might be struggling with something. Okay, so I'm hearing from Lori. Hi, Lori. Glad you're here. Lori from Kansas. And Glenda is asking, so how do we share our faith as good disciples? We are to bring Christ to others in the new evangelization. Hope, hope we do that without speaking. Oh, how, maybe you're saying, how do we do that without speaking about it? I'm not saying, Glenda, that you shouldn't talk about it ever, for sure. Um, but I think rather than approaching it like um, like a lecture, like you're going to teach them now, maybe just what you happen to share. I know for sure I've, have a, I've had opportunities to evangelize people um, when you're just like, hey, I'm going to confession. You know, it's true. You're just sharing what you're doing in your life. Or, um, oh, sorry, I can't make it then. I, I have to go to Mass then. Or um, my Bible studies meeting that evening. You know, not being afraid to share the ways in which you're living out your faith as a Catholic, I think that that can go a lot further than feeling like we have to have all the answers, which is a great relief, actually, because we don't have all the answers. So sometimes we burden ourselves with that. But then just praying about it, praying to know what to say to who. Sometimes, you know, you can if you just pray, we just had Pentecost, right? Did you pray and invite the Holy Spirit into your life? If not, do that. Do that tonight. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life. Invite the Holy Spirit into your conversations and your relationships with other people because that's, that's where the inspiration comes from. So pray about how to evangelize. Pray about the people in your life, especially if you're having a difficult time with somebody or especially if you're feeling like somebody might be struggling and you want to share your faith with them. Pray for, for the grace to know, the wisdom to know how best to do that. God's going to love to hear that prayer. You think he's not going to answer that prayer? God will answer that prayer. Invite the Holy Spirit into your relationship with other people. Invite the Holy Spirit into your conversations. Have that prayer time. So, you know, be steeped in prayer first and foremost. We can't go out sharing our faith if we don't if we don't pray, if we don't have an authentic relationship with our creator. What are we sharing? What are we pretending to share, right? Okay, Michelle says, yes, pray for the opportunity to share. Pray for, whoops, scrolling down here. Pray that the Holy Spirit will show you an opening to share when the person is receptive. Yes. And Pauline says, I invite the Holy Spirit in every day. Excellent. I think that's a beautiful way to start your day, Pauline, is by a prayer to the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit into your conversations, into your relationships, um, because he's going to give you that wisdom, right? That's one of the fruits of the Spirit. 
He's going to give you wisdom inside of those. And pray for the opportunity, like like Michelle shares. Pray for the opportunity and to recognize the opportunity. Because I think we're surrounded by opportunities to share our faith in authentic, meaningful ways, in inspiring ways every day, ways that might encourage other people. But we aren't always aware of it. We're not always focused on that. So we don't always know. So pray for that. Pray to open your eyes to the opportunities. But also pray for other people. You know, if there's someone in your life that you want to share your faith with, don't only pray for the opportunity to share your faith with them, although that would be a very fruitful thing to do. Pray for them. Pray for um, for God to show them just how much he loves them and wants a relationship with them. And then be open to the ways in which God might like to use you as an instrument in accomplishing that. And is sharing, just show your love in action. That's absolutely 100% correct, Anne. It's exactly my point, right? Show your love in action. Be love in action to the people that God places in your life. And that your sharing of the faith is going to be a natural part of that. And a bonus of that is that your sharing of your faith is going to be a positive thing to other people. If you're coming from a place of love, if you're approaching other people in love, rather than here are all the things you're doing wrong and here are all the ways that I'm going to correct you, right? And, and yes, I mean, <laughs> that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Probably none of us would ever actually say something like that. But how often is there at least a tinge of that? inside of our conversations, inside of the ways in which we approach other people, right? Maggie's saying, I have had moments that I have said things that is not usual for me. I believe that was the Holy Spirit. Yes, right. The Holy Spirit inspires you in those ways. I know I've done it before too. And here's a funny thing, a funny Holy Spirit story. One time, uh, maybe two years ago, a friend of mine who I'm not really close with um, sent me a note and said, I just want to thank you so much for what you said to me in this email. And she referenced an email conversation that I had completely forgotten about. And in going back and rereading it, I had no recollection of sharing those words, but they were so meaningful to her and helpful to her in that moment that uh, I cannot take credit for the fact that, you know, she was coming back and thanking me two years later. That's how meaningful it was to her and how helpful it was to her in the moment that it was the Holy Spirit, right? It was the Holy Spirit because... I didn't even recall it. It wasn't me, right? So the Holy Spirit can use you in those ways, in those beautiful ways to be a real good source of um, wisdom and a source of grace to lead other people to God, lead other people to faith, sometimes in ways we're never even going to know. You may never get that follow-up email two years later, right? Or somebody remembering a conversation. You don't know the fruits of all that you're sharing in that way. But being open to the Holy Spirit is truly a wonderful way to approach evangelization, approach our sharing of the faith, the ways in which we want to share our faith with other people. And so that's my second point, prayer. Be steeped in that prayer to the Holy Spirit, but then just be steeped in your daily prayer life because that opens you up so much more so to the ways in which God might want to be using you to lead others to him. All right. Okay. And number three, related. (laughs) They're all related. Um, So number three is remember that it's not you who's actually doing this. So this is, again, about humility, about approaching our relationships with other people in humility. I remember once I had a conversation with Mark Shea, who is an apologist and um, a writer, and he said that um, somebody asked him once, how many people have you converted? Like they wanted to know numbers. And uh, I'll never forget that Mark Shea, who's a very learned man, and I I respect him in, in a lot of ways, he he said, he was very humble about it and said, I haven't converted anybody. That's, that's God's job, right? 
And what a good point that is, that we're not actually the ones who do this. And sometimes, especially if you have someone that you love in your life and you want the faith for them because it's such a good thing for you, and you know that God wants that relationship with them, you know the ways in which they could benefit from having a relationship with Jesus, right? We want those good things for the people that we love in our lives. And how many times do we feel like, I need to accomplish this, right? <laughs> Needs to be me. And especially as parents, I had some parents reach out to me when they saw the topic for this podcast saying, what do you do when, when it's your own kids, your own grown kids who've left their faith? What a source of heartbreak. What a source of brokenness in our church. So many moms and dads are suffering that. So when I hear from moms and dads uh, in, along those lines with stories like that, it breaks my heart, but I always want to tell them, and if it's you, listen, you are not alone in that. So many times we feel like we are because people aren't, you know, especially in uh, social media or in like the back in the day in the Catholic blogosphere, people weren't shouting from the rooftops, oh, my son stopped going to mass. Isn't it amazing, right? We're not sharing those things. And I think sometimes people feel alone inside of that struggle, but it's such a common story. And know that God loves that person, whether it's your child or a friend of yours or your own parent um, or a distant relative or friend, that God loves that person infinitely. God loves our children more than we love them, and he wants every good thing for them. So know that their story isn't done and be open to the ways God might want to be using you, but then know and have confidence in the idea that it's not actually you who's going to accomplish it in the end. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's God's job. Don't take on God's job. We can't do God's job, right? So God is at work in the lives of every person you meet, every person, even if they're very far away from the faith, and even if you're very worried about your own grown child who might have left their faith behind or even challenges you on your faith in ways that just break your heart, know that God is working in their lives and just pray to be open to the ways God might want to use you to help bring them back to him. Okay, so know that it's not you, right? And be humble in your approach to how you're going to share your faith with other people. All right, number four that I want to share is invite them to something. Invite them to something. So if you have somebody in your life and you have it, it's put upon your heart that um, you want to share the faith with them, and maybe they've even indicated an interest, what do you invite them to? Um, don't invite them to some crazy long liturgy that they're not going to understand, right? And, and you know what? For some people, that's the mass. The mass might feel like a crazy long liturgy that they don't understand, and that might not be the starting place for some people. Um, but invite them to something fun. Invite them to the parish picnic instead of a, a long mass. I'll never forget that in high school, I had a friend who came to me, um, came with me to mass once, and he was a Baptist, and I kind of had in my mind like, oh, I, maybe he's going to be open to, you know, learning more about the Catholic faith because he said he would go to mass. And he came to mass with me, and afterwards what he said to me was, uh, I, don't, I didn't understand anything that went on in there except that you just ignored me for an hour right? Because I was focused on the mass. And um, so be aware of other people's perspectives when you're thinking about inviting them to mass. That might not be the best starting place for sharing your faith with other people. Invite them to a parish event. Invite them to your women's group or your men's group. Invite them to the parish picnic. Invite them just over your house. If you are like a mom and you have a family or if you're a single person, invite them over for dinner. Invite them over for coffee. Invite them into your life. 
invite them to something. Uh, I'll never forget years ago, there was a, a young lady that I met. I believe it was when I was out in Phoenix. I wish I could remember her name. Anyway, she was sharing her conversion story and how in high school, she was raised without any real religion. In high school, she did some book report and um, and ran across Mother Teresa, right? The, and she was just enthralled by this person, this great saint, right? Who wasn't a saint at the time, right? Um, and But she went on to learn more about it and she became very attracted to the Catholic faith. She had a friend who was Catholic who was going to daily mass and she asked if she could go. So she went with this friend for an entire summer. She went to daily mass. Every single day, this young teenage girl went to daily mass and um, never did uh, at that point convert until she kind of happened upon somebody asked her eventually if she was interested in converting. And she was so taken aback because she thought that wasn't a thing. She thought if she wasn't born Catholic, she couldn't be Catholic. So nobody had invited her to take on the faith. Nobody had thought to do that. Probably they were being very polite, right? They didn't want to be pushy, right? So, um, you know, invite people to something. Invite them in. Invite them into your life. Okay, I'm going to pause here and just look at a few comments. We've got Brittany says, oftentimes I find myself struggling in conversations with family because exactly like you said, I've experienced such grace and love from God that I just want my family to experience that same love, mercy, forgiveness, and grace. This sometimes sparks a fire in me that I see may not produce a fruitful conversation, but I'm trying to be more gentle and humble rather than frustrated. Well, Brittany, that is the perfect attitude. And um, just knowing that about yourself, I think, is really helpful and can go a long way toward remedying that, um, that you can you can learn from your past mistakes and, and just recognizing, I've got this zeal, but they don't yet have it. And they may not understand that this is coming from my love for them and my wanting good things for them. So for sure, Brittany, I think you're well on your way. And I would just bring that to prayer, like we've been talking about. Pray before you have these conversations with people. Pray to have the right approach that somebody's going to be responsive to. Okay, then we get uh, Rachel says, it depends. If your friend is hardcore Christian, not Catholic, Easter Vigil might be great. That was the first thing I was invited to, and it really opened my mind because I heard all the same things I already believed from Scripture. That's a great point, Rachel. So, right, just being aware of where this other person is can give you the idea of what it might be best to invite them to. So if it's something they might be, if liturgy is something they might enjoy and it would be familiar to them in the way that obviously it was to Rachel um, before her conversion there, that's a, a really amazing opportunity to share um, about your faith, just invite them to something. Sometimes I think we, we get so wrapped up in, I don't want to be pushy. And, you know, uh, but inviting somebody to something isn't pushy. Invite people. I always, um, I always think to myself, why are we hesitant to invite other people into our faith lives? Not in a pushy way, but just invite them. Who doesn't like to be welcomed? Who doesn't like to be included? Who doesn't like to be asked to be a part of something, even if you're never going to do it? I mean, it's nice that somebody's thinking of you and wants to invite you into a part of their lives. Okay, Julie says, I once invited a friend of my daughter's who happened to be volunteering with me to the Adoration Chapel and explained that Christ is present there. I mentioned to her that I pray for her and her parents when I'm in there. Perfect. 
That's perfect, Julie. I mean, what a wonderful thing. Um, and I like that you mentioned that you you told her that you were praying for her and her parents because that's a beautiful way that we can share our faith too, is just letting other people know you're praying for them. Even if they don't believe in God, they can recognize the goodwill behind that gesture and that you're thinking of them and caring about them. What a nice thing, right? So absolutely. Um, and Brittany says, just what I need to hear. Thank you. Glad you're here, Brittany. I'm glad we're able to have this conversation. All right, then Dawn shares, God called me and my husband back to the church after 20 years of being away from the faith. I am newly converted. We found our way back in God's time. I love that, Dawn. What a beautiful story. So let Dawn's story be an inspiration to you if you are struggling with somebody in your life that you want to share the faith with and you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling like it's never going to happen, especially if it's your own grown child. I know that that breaks our hearts as moms in a, in a special way. I know that that sometimes is a really painful thing that you're asked to go through. But be encouraged by Dawn. She's brought back to the church after 20 years. You know, their story's not ended yet, just like Dawn's wasn't. So let that be a source of encouragement to you. All right, Kathy says, I invite people to Alpha fundraisers, Mass all the time, especially non-Catholics or fallen away Catholics. I think some of them come to not hurt my feelings, but that's okay. You never know how the Holy Spirit will touch them. Good point. I think that's absolutely right, Kathy. And I like that you mentioned fallen away Catholics because that is a great place to begin evangelizing people that you know know something about the faith or once had it or maybe they they were exposed to it and they um they they didn't fully understand it, right? Maybe they weren't invited in in the way that they needed to be back when they were raised in the faith and then they they fell away from it, right? So keeping in mind people in your life like that, that you might be, God might be wanting to use you as an instrument in their lives to share his love for them, to grow in his relationship with them. Okay, so that's number three. So, so far we went through show, don't tell, right? Number two, pray. Pray about it and pray for the people that you're hoping to share your, your faith with. And then number three, remember it's not you who's going to do it. At the end of the day, it's not about what you are accomplishing, right? So it's not, um, you know, you, you're, it's God's work. You want to be open to what the Holy Spirit might want to be calling you to do, the role that he might be calling you to play in someone else's life, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's your own grown child, whether it's your spouse. Um, I think it's important to remember that it's God's work, right? And that it's absolutely not something that you are accomplishing. Take yourself out of that equation. Make sure that you remember that it's not about you and it's not about, you know, you're racking up, you know, all your, your people that you're converting, right? <laughs> Don't make it about you. It's not about you. So being focused on the other person and, and approaching others in a humble way is really a powerful thing. Okay. So, and then number four that we shared was invite them to something. Invite them in. Think about a way that might be appropriate to invite them either to your your church, your your practice of your religion, or your everyday family life. That might be a great beginning place, right? Our families are domestic churches, and we're living out our faith lives in our homes, in our families, in our marriages, in our parenting every day. So that's a great place to start to share your faith with somebody if you're not sure where they're at. Invite them in. Invite them over. Have them over to dinner. Have them over for coffee. All right, number five. Um, that I want to mention for a way to approach discussing the faith with family members who don't share your faith is to ask them questions. I think this is really powerful because sometimes in our conversations, especially if they get negative, especially inside of conversations that are sometimes, you know, 
tend toward the conflict, tend to have conflict maybe with family members especially, right? Ask them questions because not in an aggressive way, not in a way that's like challenging them all the time, but ask them about what they do believe. They don't, they don't share your beliefs? Okay. What, what do you believe and why do you believe it? Invite them to share their perspective with you because that really is a beautiful way to let people know that you're actually, you actually care about their perspective. And who's not going to respond positively to that? And, you know, one positive thing that might come out of that is that they then would be genuinely interested in why you have a different perspective. Hi, Anne. Hi, Laura. Glad that you guys are here. Thanks for joining us for this special live episode of the Girlfriend Podcast. Hi, Kathy. Kathy says, I love your points. Excellent. Thank you, Kathy. I'm glad that you're able to join us here tonight. Um, So this number five tip is ask questions. Ask them about what they do believe in that not aggressive way, not a hostile way, not an argumentative way. Sometimes that's what we make it all about, right? We all want to be these apologists and we want to, don't make it about like winning and losing. Don't make it about um, you know who's gonna who's gonna dominate this conversation and who's gonna who's gonna prove their point is right over the other person because that's not gonna convert anybody. Think about the effect that that would have on you if someone was approaching you in that domineering way it would completely turn you off. So remember to just ask questions. Ask them questions. Um, one of my my brothers worked in a very secular workplace, and he would overhear some of the craziest conversations, right, that very much were in conflict with his Catholic values and his Catholic faith. And he told me that his approach was to ask questions, and I thought that was genius because he said, I'm not going to engage in the, in debates with these people, and I don't know how much they, they know about what, what I believe or what I practice, but he would just sort of ask questions, um, about, you know, the topics they were discussing or, um, you know, d- discussions about morality. And um, people responded, he found very positively to that because they wanted to share their perspective. And it kind of helped him. I mean, questions can be very challenging. And it, it can be, you know, if done in the right way and done in the right spirit, it can be a great way for you to kind of challenge people on what what their beliefs are and maybe make them think about them a little bit. Like, why do I believe that? Or why don't I believe that? Um, it can be a very helpful way to approach conversations with people. Hi, Betsy. And hi, Linda. Hi, Marcy. Glad that you all are here able to join us for this special live episode. So that's number five. Ask people questions about what they believe and why they believe it. All right. Number six, and this one I had to put in because of some of the negative situations I heard, the sad negative situations that I heard from people sharing about what's going on in their their homes and their families and the ways in which they're struggling to share their faith with people who don't share their faith, um, is you can decline to talk about it. You can decide that this person doesn't share my faith. And if, you know, the, the, the people that I heard from were sharing that their, their family members were often hostile or aggressive um, or angry or, you know, super challenging in inappropriate ways about them living out their faith lives. Um, I heard from one mom who was really sad because her in-laws, um, let me see if I can find it. Oh, how should I, the, Margaret on Facebook earlier this week shared, how should I respond to my in-laws who make snide comments about our family size and our faith? They are Protestant. So you can decline to talk about it. <laughs> you don't have to talk about it. So, um, you know, if it's not going to be a fruitful thing to do, if it's not going to be something that's bringing you both closer to God, then it probably doesn't need to happen, right? You can bring that to prayer. I'm not saying give up, right? I'm not saying that, you know, nothing good is ever going to come from that relationship, but recognize that 
this is not a fruitful way to engage in this conversation right now. Recognize I, I don't have to talk about this right now. And you can just say, oh, I'm not going to talk about that. And I think it's helpful when you have people like this in your life who are challenging to you. First of all, it can be very helpful to you in your own faith because it can firm up your own faith. It can help you you know, think through, why do I believe what I believe? And um, how might I describe it to somebody else? But then once you've gotten to that place and you've told them what you believe and they don't share it and whatever, um, you know, you can... Just say, I don't want to talk about that with you right now. That That's actually, you, you know what I believe. I know what you believe. We don't need to talk about it. And that can be a great way to preserve your familial relationship with somebody who doesn't share your faith. And then go going back to that first one, then you have the opportunity to show without telling. You have the opportunity to be a part of their life, to have a, a positive relationship with this person that God has placed in your life for whatever reason, whether it's a coworker or it's a relative or whatever, um, that God's placed that person in your life for a reason. And then once you've said, you know, that's, you know, I'm not going to have a, an argument with you about that um, in a polite way. You don't have to get angry about these things. Um, once you've said that, then you do have that opportunity to go back and show how you're living out your faith and be that inspiring, encouraging example of the Catholic faith lived out that's going to end up being an, an attractive force for the good. Maybe not even for that person ever. I don't know. You know, I mean, some people are closed off and maybe it's never going to happen for that person, but it gives you that opportunity to possibly play that role for somebody else that God has placed in your life. So those are my five tips. Show, don't tell. Two, pray for them and know the right way to discuss. Pray to know the right way to discuss. Number three, remember that it's not you who's doing any of this. Approach your relationship with other people in humility. Um, number four, invite them to something. Invite them in. Number five, ask them questions. And then number six, you can so say, I'm not going to talk about this right now. You can decline to talk about it. All right, Glenda is commenting. Let me see here. Glenda said, I had a friend attend Mass with me three times, and each time they said, I have no idea what you get from this service. I get nothing out of standing and sitting and lining up for communion and everyone saying the same prayers. I just smiled and said, I was sorry they didn't understand the Mass, but it's very beautiful and it's actually the Lord's Supper. Right. Absolutely. Glenda, that's, you know, that's a very humble way to just express what your belief is and why it's important to you. Um, and you don't know. You don't know the ways in which God might be working on that person's heart. Hi, Amy. Glad that you're here, too. Thanks for joining us for this special live episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Um, so, you know, you don't know the ways in which your example might be speaking to other people or that opportunity that they had to attend Mass, even if they rejected in the moment, could be planting a seed for the future. They could be open to something along those lines in the future. Okay, um, I just have a couple of questions that I got from Instagram earlier this week. Claire on Instagram asked on this topic, how should I talk to my kids about relatives who don't share our faith when it upsets them? Oh, I totally get this one. I do, right? So, um, Claire, I completely understand this because, you know what, this happened to us years ago. Um, we had a relative who they were close with at the time who was having dinner at our house, and he didn't say grace. So we said grace before we had dinner. And I mean, he was always very respectful, but he wasn't going to pray. He didn't do that. Right. And when my kids were little, they didn't notice. But then there was one day uh, that he was over for dinner. And one of my little guys just said to him afterwards, like, why didn't you say grace? And he just said, I don't pray. And that was, I mean, it felt awkward in the moment, but 
later, it gave me the opportunity to talk with my kids about um, why uncle so-and-so doesn't share our faith and that there are people that we need to pray for that don't have a relationship with God yet. Um, and it did upset my kids. I remember they were very upset because these are people they love and they they want them to know God, right? And if you're raising up young children who, who love God and they want to share that faith with other people the same way that we do, even in their, their little hearts, they're so pure, you know, that they, they just want good things for the people that they love, the people in their lives. So I think approaching that very sensitively um, and, you know, being aware of what what your kids' needs are. Of course, they're all individual, and some kids are more sensitive to others. And um, a lot of times, it's it's okay to let them know that we don't we don't all practice the same faith, and that's something we need to pray for. That God wants us to have that kind of unity. God wants a relationship with each of His precious children. But then I always found it was helpful, especially for my kids when they got upset about such things, to remind them that God loves that person infinitely, even if they don't know God yet. And that what an empowering thing it is to tell your kids then, we have the chance to pray for that person. We have the chance to pray that that person will come to know God in their lives. And there are people that we might spend our entire lifetimes praying for and never know the ways in which that might, um, you know, that God has been working in their lives and using our prayers, using the grace of our prayers in their lives. We may never know the power of that, but I think it's really empowering to tell kids that they can pray. Sometimes I think we're a little bit dismissive of the power of prayer. And especially in our conversations with children, we never should be, right? We kind of say like, well, all we can do now is pray, right? Like it's some ridiculous thing that we're kind of dismissing. But of course, we can pray. And what a great thing to be able to tell our kids that, to give them that chance to pray for other people and tell them they have the power to be able to do that, even as small kids, even though they feel powerless in many ways and it might make them sad, right? Um, okay. Maureen says, I'm at number six a lot, especially with adult children, number six, declining to talk about it. Yeah. I'm sorry for that, Maureen. But you know what? When when, when you're there and you can, with wisdom, choose that we're not going to be discussing this right now and just keep on loving that person as, of course, I know you're loving your adult children. You are an, an important source of grace for those people. You are an important source of grace for your adult children, even if, even if they don't know it, even if they don't appreciate it, even if they reject it. But then having that wisdom to say there's nothing good coming from us engaging in this conversation right now and just pausing in that. But um, I, I understand, Maureen, that that makes perfect sense. And But I also understand that that's a painful place to be. So um, let's, let's pray for Maureen. But let's also remember to pray for everybody who's facing that kind of situation, especially with regard to their children, because it's such a painful thing. It's such a painful feeling of separation, which is why sometimes we approach it all wrong, right? Because we're, we're hurt and we, we want so passionately to be able to share our, the good things of our faith with these people that we love. So Michelle says, that's also a good chance um, to remind them that as Catholics, we are set apart. That's why we do the things that other people don't, saying grace, going to mass every weekend, go to confession, not using the Lord's name in vain, great examples and a great point, Michelle, that we are set apart, you know? And um, I know I've definitely had this conversation with my kids, but then I also have this conversation with myself because sometimes we need to be reminded, right? Christ tells us we're city set on a hill, we're the light of the earth. It's sometimes uncomfortable 
That's something that stands out, is set apart. Um, so we are going to stand out. We're not always going to fit in. We're not always going to be like everybody else. So a really important point, Michelle. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and then Mary Margaret says, who knows if the one I judge and speak ill of may not be dearer to God than I am. Right. So important to you know, be careful about what your words are, especially the kind of example you might be setting and knowing how infinitely God loves each and every one of us. Such an important reminder. Um, then Lynn says, sometimes you say more by your silence. Yes, silence is powerful. And I think sometimes in our pride, we want to get in the last word or we want to win the argument and we forget the power of silence. But remember Jesus himself, when he was accused, he didn't defend himself and what power there was inside of that silence. So that is a great point. All right. So Debbie is sharing. She's at number six too. See, I told you, Maureen and others, you are not alone in that. So true. Oh, and Mary Luce is saying, pray the rosary. Yes. What a powerful, powerful tool for conversion the rosary is. So remember that Mother Mary, I love to reflect on the fact that she has such love for each of us. We're her precious children. And that includes the people that you're thinking of, the people who don't share your faith, the people that you want to share your faith with, that Mary loves them. So praying the rosary for them, and you can let them know, you know, use your judgment, but you could let them know that you're, you're praying for them um, and, that, and you're, you, that Mary loves them, that Mary is a mother to them. I think sometimes many of us are wounded inside of our relationships with our fellow human beings, like, you know, whether it was part of your upbringing or um, in your ongoing relationships, ways in which you feel left behind or broken or hurt inside of your relationships with other people. And Mary is such a powerful source of healing and love and grace. She brings us that nurturing mother's love and every human being has a need for that. So great point to pray the rosary. Okay. Gina says, my fiance and I are considering just having our extended family and friends celebrate our marriage through the mass and do away with the reception. Is this insulting to those who aren't Catholic or who have fallen away from the faith? If they don't believe in the mass and that it's a celebration, are we taking away the chance for them to celebrate with us in this way? So I guess I'm not positive I'm understanding. It's that you want to um, only have people come Oh, you're doing away with the reception. Only come to the mass. I mean, I think, you know, that's something for sure that you'll you'll need to decide together as a couple. But I mean, if you if if you can afford to do a reception, I would say that a reception is a wonderful way to celebrate your marriage, which is, of course, it's a sacrament. And of course, your focus is on that um, nuptial mass and the, you know, your exchanging of your vows and receiving that sacrament with your fiance, Gina. But um, outside of that, it's also a wonderful family event. It's a wonderful life event. And I think having a reception in and sharing in that reception, and this is fresh in my mind because my daughter just got married two weeks ago. So um, we had plenty of people at the mass and at the reception who did not share our faith. So we were careful um, in you know the programs that we handed out at the mass, letting people know what was and wasn't appropriate for receiving communion, right? So you got you to communicate with people. Um, but then just also just joyously inviting them in, letting them experience that liturgy, letting them experience that joyful moment together with you and your new husband. And I mean, a wedding is a public event. 
it's meant to be a public celebration. So I would I would encourage you to think about that. Um, I can see where you're coming from, Gina, that sometimes um, our culture gets it all wrong and it's all about the reception. It's all about throwing a big party. And so the, the temptation is to just reject that. But I think it's a real opportunity to invite people in in a joyful way inside of a joyful event in your own life and in the life of your fiance. Congratulations, by the way. I hope all of your plans will go well and whatever you decide for the ways in which you're going to celebrate your wedding day, that it will go smoothly and be a joyful day for both of you. All right, I have one more question here that I received from Anne. Oh, well, it's related to some things we've already talked about. Anne on Facebook shared earlier this week, what do you do when your children have turned away from their faith? And it's them making comments about what's true uh, about the church's beliefs. Okay, so that's really challenging, of course, and that can be really heartbreaking as a mom. So um, I can understand, you know, that that feeling of coming at that conversation can be rife for conflict, especially with adult children, especially when they're challenging us. I think it's important to keep in mind, especially when we're talking about adult children, that they're figuring out their way in life. And it's sometimes, sad though it is, as heartbreaking as it is for us as moms sometimes, it is part of some people's paths that they reject their faith for a time before coming back and truly embracing it as their own. I've seen it many times. It doesn't have to work that way. And, um, you know, that's not ideal that it works that way, but it can be that. I think keeping in mind, you know, these are the, these are life stages. These are, this is where your adult children are right now and just loving them through that. So keeping in mind all of the things that we talked about, approaching them with love, approaching them with humility, approaching them um, in prayer, letting them know that you're praying for them, and then just also being very conscious of showing them your faith rather than telling them, right, all the things that they're doing wrong. Well, I want to thank you all for joining me here tonight for this special live episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. If you're not already a listener to the Girlfriends Podcast, I want to invite you to head over to ascensionpress.com and click on podcasts under media, and you can um, listen to the latest episodes there. Or you can go on iTunes, just search for Girlfriends or search for Danielle Bean. It'll come right up. would love to have you become a subscribing part of our Girlfriends community. It's not just for women. You guys are welcome to listen and participate in our community. I'm always glad to be adding new members and new voices to our Girlfriends community. But just by participating here tonight, you are a member of the Girlfriends podcast community. I want to thank you for spending some time with me here tonight. Thank you for sharing from your heart about the ways in which you share your faith and struggle to share your faith. And, and let's all keep each other in prayer, especially as we approach this topic, especially as we're recalling those people in our life that we most want to share our faith with. Let's remember to pray for one another. Let's encourage one another. Thank you so much for being here tonight. God bless you guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 